Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty four hours. Where you at? I am Dan Day. Get at me on social media at Dan Day Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'll be playing around on all of them tonight. Once I get off of here and doing my trivia thing, it's gonna be on. It's gonna get on with the Joe Rose Show in just a couple of minutes. They are talking quarterbacks coach extraordinaire John Beck about the upcoming draft and some of the talent in it. Greeny going to be touching on Steph Curry, possibly MVP of the entire league, and not just for the season, but for a long time to come. Finally, Hawk and Crowder show. They're talking to Twan Russell about bowling and Stuckey's typical Hawk and Crowder stuff. Right now, let's get you caught up with the headlines. The Heat defeated the Rockets 113-91 last night. Miami's back in action tomorrow at 8.30 against San Antonio. The Panthers, they remained ice hot. Ice hot, yes. They defeated Columbus last night, 4-2. They play tonight, 7 o'clock. Doug Plagans will have the call for you in just about an hour. The Miami Marlins, they're back in action against the Baltimore Orioles. First pitch is at 6.40. And now, let's take a quick step into the day spa. (sighs) Police responded to an intruder alert, only to find out it was an automatic vacuum. The only thing more surprising, if the husband would have actually been vacuuming. Speaking of cleaning up, that's what they do in the morning, weekdays from 6 to 10, right here on 560 The Joe, with legendary Joe Rose. Joe Rose, a legend for the Dolphins, announcing, playing, and in radio because he just keeps it going every single morning. He was talking to quarterbacks coach extraordinaire John Beck about working with Justin Fields and others, the draft process, and could the first four quarterbacks in the draft be the first four overall picks? Nobody is hotter than our next guest right now at what he does than former Miami Dolphin quarterback and now quarterback coach for the young guys coming out in the draft, the top guys. Joins us from, I believe, California this morning, John Beck. John, good morning. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. So, John, I'll be honest. I knew you worked with Zach Wilson because we had talked about him before, and and then we saw his pro day where he just tore it up. I did not know you were working with Justin Fields and, and now Trey Lance. That would be three of the top five guys. What has that been like? And now people are starting to know it's you behind the scenes, man. Well, it's been great. This draft class has been a a great one for us. We've had some really great guys in the past, some first-rounders. 
But to have so many guys, you know, and a name that got left out there that may not be a first-round pick, but is a good chance he goes high in the second or somewhere in the second is Kyle Trask as well. So it's been an awesome class of those guys. I've just got to know Trey Lance over the last probably two and a half weeks. He didn't do the pre-draft training with us, but when his uh, pro day ended, he came and started training with us. Um, So it's been great. These are all super talented guys. Like you said, a number of them are going to go really high in the first round. It's been a great experience getting to know them, but also just pushing them to prepare them for what the NFL is so they can have their best chance. I know you can't tell us everything, but but you have relationships, obviously, with Shanahan and some other guys from your days in the NFL. So so do you actually get calls and they'll say, hey, uh, we're going to come watch the workout. John, can you make sure we get a chance to see him work on this a little bit so he knows how to do it when we see the pro day? Have you had some of that type of stuff? Absolutely. Coaches, especially this year, you know, in years past, we may have had some coaches where after the pro day ended, they'll say, hey, that was great. You know, when I see, like, like when I get my hands on him, I'm going to do this. So, hey, if you can work with him on these things, so when I get him, that'd be great. But because of what's going on this year where there are no uh, private workouts for teams, yes, there's been phone calls where they say, hey, can you make sure this is in there? Or they'll say, hey, how does he do on this? Do you have that scripted in his pro day? And if it's, uh, well, we have something kind of like it, then that tells me, all right, well, I know this team wants to see it. It does happen. But I do want to get back to the the pro day um, and, and the other part of this. So, so when do you get a call before these? Have you been working out with these guys? Or as you said, the Trey Lance one just happened. Did you change a lot of things from what you saw on film from them? Or, or how do you decide on, on how you can help these guys? Every guy that we get, we go through an evaluation process with them. For some guys, obviously like Zach Wilson, I've known him for so long, that wasn't the case. For him, it was just time time to jump back in, time to get rolling. But for Justin, for Trey, for Kyle, for all those guys, the beginning part is an evaluation period. And then we give them feedback. Of, all right, this is what we see can be improved or enhanced. Or in some cases, as we lead up to the pro days, knowing what specific teams are looking for, hey, let's make sure we have this a part of the workout because I know that they're going to look for these essentially check marks. There are minor things we're working on. Here's the big thing. We're not overhauling anything with any of these guys. They're the top guys in the draft for a reason. They went out and showed what they're capable of. For the most part, it's no different from what we go through with the NFL guys that we have. We may have a guy that's been in the league for three to four years, hires us to say, hey, I want to make these improvements, or I know I need to get better at this, but I don't necessarily know how. Can you guys help me get better at these throws or this part of my game? So in a very similar process, this is what we're going through with these guys in the pre-draft. They're already the top guys coming out of college football, but they're entering a league where they do need to be more efficient. They do need to be more precise but they need to know how. And then that's where we step into the process with them and we help them show how they can become even more efficient, more professional at what they do. John, I, I watched Trey Lance's uh, workout on NFL Network uh, yesterday, which I don't know if that says very much about my life, but I actually sat and watched those throws. Is his arm in real life as good and as strong as I watched on TV yesterday? Yeah, Trey's got a good, strong arm. He's got some things that uh, he's working to enhance to be able to show that on every single throw across the field but when he wants to cut it loose downfield he's definitely capable let, let me ask you I, I, I the Sh- the shanahan stuff i'm guessing between you two is pretty private as far as what they're thinking you think they have an idea who they're taking or they're still pretty open to who they might take at that third pick or do you think they know i think it depends on where they're at in the process there are you know i can't dive into all the information but uh you know 
I think when everybody saw the trade happen, obviously there had to be somebody that they felt pretty good about right. in the initial stages of evaluation. Otherwise, you don't just jump up there for three people you don't totally know yet, right? So right. obviously there was somebody in the bunch that they had to have said, if this is the way that we go, we feel good now. But that being said, I can share that they're going through a very thorough evaluation process of all those guys because they want to make sure at the end of the day when they hand in that ticket that has a name on it that they did all of their research, they dug everything that they possibly could, they got to know them as best they could, and that they made like a decision with all the information possible. So they're definitely going through a process of all three guys, I can tell you that. John, the next question I think you can answer better than anybody right now in the country and anybody in the NFL, this next question. Do you believe? It's not about the 07 Dolphins, is it? No, 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 no. No, we're done. Although you got some great stories in those meetings, man. Uh, you'll never oh, see another. Guess. I know. But, hey, I do want to ask you, do you believe we'll have a quarterback go in the first four picks in this draft when it's said and done, four in a row? Okay, well, here's the tough thing. Um, I know Atlanta is going through a decision, right? Uh, and I know because I've been able to have talks with a lot of people in their building, I think that that's going to be their decision on like leading right up to draft day. I, I can't say for sure that they have somebody right now that they're set on. Um, obviously, when they talk to me, it's about quarterbacks. But because I have gotten to know them, you know, during this thing, you like you see everybody at the pro days, right? Right. Uh, I, I mean – with all those guys that I just mentioned, with Zach, with Justin Fields, I did not do Trey Lance's pro day, but with Kyle Pitts, I mean, sorry, with Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts is at the pro day catching balls. So they're obviously there taking a look at him too. And when we stand and talk, you know, while everybody's running their 40s or doing their verticals or getting warmed up, they talk about a lot of things. And I think that they're sitting at a decision where it's really unique. They could take a quarterback if they wanted. They do have a lot of confidence in Matt Ryan. He is the guy for them right now. They're not having to pick somebody that has to play right away. They could take the number one pick in non-quarterbacks of this year's draft. One, two, and three are quarterbacks. It's done. So at four, you essentially have the number one pick of the draft, non-quarterback. And they're very aware of that as well. And so what do you do? Do you take the fourth quarterback off the board? Or do you take the number one position outside of quarterback on, on your draft board? And so, you know, there's a really compelling reason why, as a, you know, a general manager, you would say, I got a chance to take the best available person outside of quarterbacks. That's pretty huge. Usually you may only get that if you're the number one pick. That's a great point. Hey, uh, speaking of that, since you got to see Kyle Pitts as freakish, uh, what was the pro day again on TV? It looked unbelievable. Did you see that 40-yard dash, and what were your thoughts from Kyle Pitts and what you've seen? I mean, he uh, – I've had some pretty cool opportunities to be around Kyle because Kyle signed with athletes first, and they were training at our field. So Kyle would come and catch balls for Justin, for Kyle Trapp, for all those guys. So, I mean, he's absolutely a freakish athlete. Um, reminds me of some of the times when I remember Calvin Johnson when we were coming out in our draft, and I just remember feeling like, wait, somebody got to throw passes to that guy? Like, in college, it's like cheat code. He's definitely unbelievable in the things that he can do. I watched him run a few 40-yard dashes at our field when he was prepping for it, and I watched him run some 40s that were even faster than the one that he posted on Pro Day. <clears throat> so he's absolutely a tremendous talent. Well, I guess uh, we're sitting here at six, as you know, 
uh, your old team, trying to figure out what what's going to be there. You haven't been around Chase at all, have you? Been around Jamar Chase at all? No, I haven't, but I watched a lot of tape on him because watching that year that Joe Burrow had coming out of last year's draft class, he's absolutely an unbelievable talent as well. I know that like some people are curious of what space he's going to be in having a you know, not not played. I think he's an unbelievable talent. Hey, John, real quickly, you had Herbert, and uh, uh, the rest is history because just unbelievable year that he had out on the West Coast. Do any of these guys throw the ball with the same kind of arm strength that you saw with Herbert? Because it looks like we got some guys can really throw it in this class. Yes, there. Yes, we have some strong arms for sure. The thing about Justin is he makes it look so dang easy when he does it. That's the thing, right? Zach, Justin, Kyle, I mean, all those guys can cut it loose. Trey, they can cut it loose, and they have very strong arms. <laughs> but, I mean, when, like, when we're talking Justin Herbert, it's it's just he can make it look easy. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. And I know, you know what, this morning when I was getting up, getting ready to head down to the field, I thought about, all right, hey, we got this show. And I was trying to think of the last time I did some pre-draft stuff, and I know we had those conversations about Justin Herbert, and he was a possibility for the Miami Dolphins. He had a tremendous year, and I know that Miami's excited for Tua, and I know the big conversation right now is what pieces could the Dolphins potentially go out and get so they can help Tua out. And I can say this about rookie quarterbacks. Justin Herbert had some really good tools around him to help him out in that season. He had some plays that he had to make where he depended a lot on those guys, and it's tough on any rookie having to play in the NFL, but if they're but if they're needing tools, it becomes even tougher. And I know as Dolphin fans are out there probably listening to your show, you know, they're really curious outside of these quarterbacks that we drafted, who could Miami potentially get to help our young quarterback out so he can develop? John, it's been great having you again, man. No stories. I don't want to hear any stories about how crazy that meeting was that day with uh, everybody sitting there ripping the head coach. None of that, but thank you so much for coming on this morning from California, man. Really appreciate it. Of course, Joe. It's always good to be on, buddy. We'll see you. All right. John Beck, quarterback coach, uh, working with all these guys. That's unbelievable. That draft is going to be something else. We're going to be holding our virtual draft party right here on the website, wqam.com. Just come watch us react to the draft. I got a couple tricks up my sleeve. You know it's going to be wild. You got myself, Crowder, and Leroy three overreactors, and we're going to try to outdo each other. Then you might have some Hawk and Crowder in there. You know, some Just everything. It's, it's going to be crazy. You'll also maybe have a little bit of some of the Dolphins players. But next, Greeny. Steph Curry is not only at this point with what he is doing. In the MVP conversation, Steph Curry is the most valuable player in the NBA. Hot take Greeny next, here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. 560 The Joe, Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. How you doing? I am Dan Day. Got some Death Cap for Cutie lead singer Ben Gibbard's solo stuff called Proxima B on in the background. It's about a planet that they have discovered far into space that is a lot like Earth and could one day support life. And Ben Gibbard's just wondering, why not just you and me? We go off there and start all over. And oh man, I've had one of those weeks. I've been having car trouble, life problems. Life is just one of those things that just keeps coming at me. So maybe Proxima is right, but I'm sticking around because you and I, we have our special time. That doesn't sound totally normal, but you know what I mean. We hang out, have good times. So let's have some good times right now with Greeny talking about draft craziness. Is it brilliance or not? And Steph Curry, MVP, plus more hot takes. And here's the one place I'm going to start today. I want to give credit to a member of our staff. That's correct. And that would be young Devin. And I'll tell you why. 
The kid has guts. If you're a regular listener of this show, then you are starting to get to know our staff. I call them the hashtag crew. We have hashtag Hembo, who's here in our studio with us. We have hashtag Bubba, one of the most accomplished people I know, who runs our board every day. Hashtag Nuno is our regular producer. He's not in today. And then there's hashtag Devin, who is the youngest member of our staff, and has been known to present, I think it is fair to say, a seemingly endless array of of absolutely terrible takes on this program. He has given us more ridiculous insight that he has, for which he has received unmerciful mocking and well-deserved that I have to give him a lot of credit because today he presented an idea that took a lot of courage. Let me explain the pitch and the way this works, okay? We have a Google Doc on this show where one of the things that all the members of the staff will do is they will present different ideas. They'll see a story here. I saw an article. I saw a stat. I saw this on Twitter. And they will put them in the Google Doc. And I, whenever I, uh, whenever I choose, will go through them and I will plug in the things that I'd like and we'll put those things into the show. I want you to, I'm going to read to you verbatim what Devin put into the Google Doc for us today. Because I think this took, considering his history of of mockery on this program, I think it took a lot of guts. Greeny, throughout all of your draft prep, let me know if you've come across this yet. With the first two picks being widely accepted as Trevor Lawrence to the Jags and Zach Wilson to the Jets, and a new report stating the 49ers have been heavily involved in Trey Lance's pro day, we could be looking at an event the NFL has never seen before. Atlanta picks fourth and while they could be looking to trade down many teams could be looking up for the chance to take an offensive weapon many believe that could be jamar chase should this happen or atlanta takes him themselves and the first three picks go as stated above with lance going to san francisco we could be looking at a draft where nine straight first names are selected the top of the board would be Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Jamar Chase, and then the first name of whoever the fifth pick is, that would be nine consecutive first names to begin the draft. He then wrote in parentheses, sorry if this wasted everyone's time, but I just had to put it in the doc. And then in separate parentheses, he wrote Devin. So I'm going to go around the horn here for the members of the hashtag crew, and I want you to tell me, is this genius Or is this cause for permanent banishment of his hashtag? Again, I call Hembo, hashtag Hembo. I call Bubba, hashtag Bubba. I call Nuno, hashtag Nuno. Devin has already been risking losing his hashtag because his takes have been so bad. I will save my opinion for last. Hembo, is this genius or is this the stupidest thing you've ever heard a person put into a Google Doc in your life? B. It is the stupidest thing oh, ever. Ever. Yes. Okay. Come on. Bubba. Come on, Devin. I, I, and I will bring Bubba into the conversation here. And Bubba, many people may not know this, but in a previous, like Bubba was actually the one who coined the phrase, no idea is a bad idea. That actually originated with Bubba. That right. has been copywritten and all of that. So, um, so, so you actually have excellent perspective on this. Was this a brilliant idea or is it the cause for to permanently banish? In fact, maybe even permanently banish him from the show. I mean, I would love to get rid of him full time. That's a, that is great. <laughs> he loves it. It is an interesting concept. I'll give him that. However, it's not his original idea. So had he come up with it himself, I would say great. But he didn't. However, it's still fairly interesting. So I propose just a short term removal of the hashtag. Well, I, and now I need to do an investigation. What are you suggesting? From whom did he steal this idea? 
you know, he, f- I, I, he I found f- it online. What, what do you mean you found it online? You presented this as though it was your idea. This could change my entire perspective on this. Where <laughs> online did you find? Online is a very non-specific way of giving credit where credit is due. Where did you find this online? In, in my research for the show this morning, uh, a website called Reddit, pretty popular <laughs> Uh, the NFL subreddit had this on there, yes. <laughs> okay. So what you're telling me, because you know I didn't see it, is that you are giving this to me, you're presenting this to me as though it is some brilliant thing you just thought of, when in reality, millions upon millions of people who follow NFL Reddit will have already seen it. Yes, but you weren't going to see it if I didn't present it. That's my point. You know, That's all correct. this draft prep have been doing. But you I, might have pointed out it somewhere this was on NFL Reddit, Greeny, so if you read it in its entirety, it will not be completely new to at least some people. I could have said that, yes. Yes, you could have. Because otherwise, I was going to say, I love it. Oh, yes, come on. Yes. I live for stuff like this. You know I love stuff like this. I just did an entire day yesterday on songs the Beatles did that could be used with names of different people from sports. You heard me do that. Norwegian Kerry Wood was one of my favorites. The, the, the Howie Long and Winding road i love words i love this kind of thing but the fact that it is not an original idea kind of ruins it yeah his not only do i think that it's incredibly stupid it's also plagiarized yeah so it is it has been plagiarized so for at least the the, the remainder of this day not only does he lose the hashtag but he loses the d and the e he is now just vin for the remainder of today's program he is just vin next order of business greenies takes All right, here we go with my takes for the day. And number one, Steph Curry is not only at this point with what he is doing in the MVP conversation. Steph Curry is the most valuable player in the NBA. And I will tell you why. Steph Curry is single-handedly saving an NBA season that is otherwise an absolute disaster. The mere fact that he has played 11 straight games, much less scored 30 points or more in all of them. And this season is remarkable. So to me, not only has he been ridiculously good, he has six games this year with 10 or more threes. No other player has more than five of them in their career. He scored 49 points yesterday. During an 11-game stretch, he has set the record for most threes over a three-game span, four-game span, five-game span, six-game span, seven-game span, eight, nine, ten, and 11. Since last Monday alone, he would rank third all-time in career games with 10 three-pointers. He's made more threes in his last 21 games than Michael Jordan ever did in a season. And Steph Curry, more importantly than any of that, has done it with joy. He's done it with a smile on his face. Where's the joy in the NBA? Steph Curry... If you look at the definition of the word valuable, you can't be more valuable than he is to the NBA right now. Thank goodness for Steph Curry. He's the MVP. Next up, Patrick Marlowe broke a record I thought would never be broken. He played in his 1,768th career game last night, Sharks against the Golden Knights, breaking Gordie Howe's record for the most games played in NHL history. Now, some names just stand out in sports. And so while I will not sit here and pretend that I have studied hockey's history the way I do basketball and all of that, I know enough to know that when you break Gordie Howe's record for longevity, you have accomplished something extraordinary. Gordie Howe debuted at the age of 18 played until he was 52. His nickname was Mr. Hockey. Patrick Marlowe has now played more games than the man they call Mr. Hockey. That's my second take. And then third, and I genuinely believe this, I think they should name the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award after Alex Smith. I really do. 
When you consider what Alex Smith went through to come back and play last season, when you consider that not only did he almost lose his leg, he almost lost his life. And this was a man who was already financially set. He was the first pick in the draft, for crying out loud, before there was a rookie salary cap. This is a guy who's got hundred million dollars in the bank and came back for the love of the game, risking everything. I genuinely believe some consideration should be given to making that the Alex Smith Award as the NFL's comeback player of the year. Woo! Those are some hot takes right there from Greeny. It's going to get a whole lot hotter when Hawk talks to Twan Russell. And Crowder told us a couple weeks ago that he has picked up the 710 split. And on top... On top of that, Crowder has bowling, stuckies, and more on the way here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. How you doing? I am Dan Day. Want to remind you, doesn't matter where you're at. You don't have to be in South Florida. You can hear us for absolutely free by downloading the Odyssey app for absolutely free. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. In fact, my friend Priscilla from the U, she is up in NYC. Doesn't matter. Get that Odyssey app. She could be listening right now, and you could be listening wherever you go in the world. So keep that in mind. Keep in mind, Hawk and Crowder, they're always having fun weekdays from 2 to 6. It's always a treat when Twan Russell stops by talking bowling, 7-10 splits, best former athlete golfer, and Stuckies. All right, Twan Russell is our favorite guest right i mean this dude teaches us something new every time he comes on with us he uh he unveils something new every time he comes on with us and uh and he's got his uh charity golf tournament coming up this weekend so twan russell former hurricane former dolphin all around great dude and like i said we've had him on to talk about the golf tournament i wanted to give one more opportunity to discuss it and maybe get some more donations and participants as well. Uh, hey, Twan, what's happening, man? I have moved up to your favorite guest. I mean, like Rondé just texted me talking about he's mad at me. I didn't understand why. Now I know why. I'm I'm number one. First time I've ever been number strong. one in my life. I, you bring it strong I've never every been time. number one in my life. <laughs> have we talked to you because you you're are you a good bowler have you told us that that you're a good bowler so i play in um oj mcduffie's event every right. year um right uh, i don't think i played last year. i don't know if he did it last year well i'm getting there um so i win this trophy every single year i win it it's um it's called the donkey i'm cleaning it up here it's called the donkey <laughs> butt trophy gotcha and i've won it every single year i played well, so I'll let you figure out if I'm any good enough. Okay, but you know how difficult it is to pick up a seven ten split, right? Like that's we, the one where the, 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 the two are wide, right? Yeah, the two back pins, right and left, are wide. Right. It's almost right. impossible. And impossible. Crowder told yeah. us a couple weeks ago that he has picked up the seven ten split, and Not a true on statement. top on, t- on top of that, Not a Crowder true has on top of that Crowder has told us that he's hit a hole-in-one on the golf course. And he says, <laughs> okay, right, okay, so you're, okay, this is why I'm asking you. So I start to think about it, and I'm like, you know, he's probably the only person literally on the planet that has intercepted Tom Brady, hit a hole-in-one <laughs> in a regulation golf course, and picked up a 7-10 split, which is next to impossible. And he maintains he's being 100% truthful. So we brought on Ronnie Brown last week because he's like, bring on Ronnie Brown. I heard Brown. that one. He knows. I heard that show. Yeah. And, and, and Ronnie was like, yeah, I don't think so, man. 
And then Crowder was like, what? Like, no, I'm telling you, I did this. And Ronnie's like, nah, it just, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound possible. Are you, are you here to say that you do not believe Crowder has hit a, a hole in one, picked up the seven ten split, and we know he intercepted Tom Brady because I have video proof of that. I'm from the show me state. You got to see, you got to show me. It's, it's just ironic that no one can get on the radio and explain. Yeah, I saw that. Did anyone say they saw it? So he says I mean, Jeff Darlington saw the hole in one, Jeff Darlington from ESPN, and he says Asia, his wife, saw the seven ten split. Well, the wife one, I'm not going to count, even though she's a really nice lady, and I'm sure she's very honest, but she loves Abu. So she's going to ride. She's a right. ride or die chick. So she's going to go with whatever he says. Now, and, Darlington, but that's he, a different he, one. And, but has Darlington ever confirmed it to us, Solana? He texted me, Tuan, but Darlington refused to come on the air to talk about it. So it, it's like fishy. I wanted to grill it's him. Fishy. I wanted to grill him. He wouldn't come on the air. <laughs> he would only he, he would only say via text that it happened. So he he doesn't want to get caught in perjury. <laughs> I guess. I guess. And if the, you, if you, <laughs> Tuan, the hole in one, by the way, to uh, to put the cherry on top was at night with a uh, glow in the dark ball. Per crowd, yeah, it was. It was. It, 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 he said it was not miniature <laughs> golf. It was a night tournament. They were drinking. I, I don't know. I don't know. So this I, is what I, happened I just, with the night tournament. So the, the ball disappeared. That means it just hit a dip, and where they were standing, they didn't see it anymore. That's all that was. It could have went in <laughs> the lake. they all celebrated and never checked the hole. <laughs> right. Now, um, so my, your golf my tournament, golf tournament now, had two hole-in-ones. At my golf tournament over, like the, a, over the Do you have like a prize for a hole-in-one? Do you have a car or anything? Yeah, they, they, they won cars. They won uh, they wow. won one one year they won a Mitsubishi uh, like a Mitsubishi uh, was it Montero and the other year they won like yeah. a, a Mitsubishi Gallant. So what who's like right. the who's the best former athlete golfer that plays here locally? The best former oh uh, let's see. I mean I don't know, Danny? <laughs> Dan Marino? It might it might be them. It might be him. I mean, I know, I know he's competed at a high level. That that's the he's the first person that jumps in my brain. Everybody else I know just kind of lose their money on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, Crowder included. Uh, Twan Russell's with us. So Twan has his golf tournament coming up on the twenty fourth, which is Saturday, and it benefits the Russell Education Foundation. And this show, we're so grateful to Twan because he comes on during football season. We talk canes, we talk dolphins, we talk nonsense, we talk koi fish, we talk everything. And this show, the listeners have been very good in donating to the Russell Education Foundation and supporting the philanthropic efforts of Twan Russell. So I wanted to make sure the week of the tournament, and I'm guessing you're you're fairly busy, right? Are you fairly busy getting the tournament, or or you got people to do that? For yeah, you? we're we're, fair, we're fairly busy. Um, we're actually packing now, uh, preparing everything to, to get it out to the golf course. And our team at the foundation is doing an amazing job. Um, we're we're very grateful to the Hard Rock and everything they've done to help us put this event on. One of the big surprises that we have is our, our auction. This is the first year we've done a live auction, the internet. So we we have it on our uh, we have it on our website, and we've already we're already at uh, six thousand dollars raised on the on the live auction. If you want to check that out, you just go to ref.betterworld.org and you can begin to buy all um, a lot of the live auction items. There's a bunch of stuff on there: golf courses, um, foursomes. Um, you have a car? I'm joking, no cars. But it's a lot of cool stuff <laughs> on the Buddha. <laughs> somebody's gonna get on there and hurt. <laughs> But it's a lot of cool things you can go on, and, and all the money goes to support uh, our foundation that serves over a thousand kids throughout South Florida. We have ten centers, and our goal is to er eradicate literacy and make sure that kids have the tools that they need to be successful in life. 
So, uh, and I want I want people to understand what Russell Education Foundation does, really. But uh, the, the so, and I, but I want people to help out financially if they can. So, again, if you want to get in the online auction, R E F. That's uh, that's Russell Education Foundation, but it's R E F. Dot Betterworld. Dot org, and you can bid on a whole bunch of stuff right now. And then, if you want to donate, just make a donation to the Russell Education Foundation. You can go to RussellEducationFoundation.com, and there's an orange donate tab. And every time Twan comes on with us, our listeners always come strong, and some people always go on. And uh, and I hear that oh, this person donated uh, some money uh, after Twan was on. So uh, explain to listeners who may not know they they hear you and they laugh when you come on, and we joke around and we talk about a whole bunch of topics. But explain just what the charge of the Russell Education Foundation is, and and how much it costs you to to keep that going on a year round basis. Well, there's two things that we give very freely. Number one is love. Kids learn in a loving environment, and we hire certified teachers. We don't, we don't have volunteers that teach with our kids. We have volunteers that help with every aspect of our, our foundation except for teaching the kids. We have certified teachers that work with them on a daily basis, and the, their, their, their weapon of choice every single day is love. And the second thing is education. If we can educate our young people, they can accomplish whatever they want to accomplish in life. I truly believe that kids were created by God to do something specific and narrowed down to their DNA. But a lot of times, or sometimes, kids, you know, get derailed to reach their goal in life because, you know, maybe they have some challenges in the classroom. And our foundation is to make sure that they get on track, stay on track, and perform to the level that they're designed to so that they can go out and do that great thing that they were created to do. Uh, we're, we're a stream program, and a lot of people have never heard of stream. And what it is, it's... Um, the S is for science, the T is for technology, the R is for reading, the E is for engineering, the A is for art, and, and the last one's math. We want our kids to be efficient and we want them to be um and we want to, we want them to be efficient in each and every last one of those skill sets so that when they enter the world or when they're trying to solve a problem, they'll have the tools in their toolbox to solve those problems. And I truly believe in this world, the reason that cancer hasn't been solved, the reason diabetes hasn't been solved, heart disease, all these challenges that we deal with in the world, the reason that they haven't been solved or, uh, or cure hasn't happened is that the person that was supposed to do it was derailed or you know, lost, an, lost an opportunity or didn't get to do what they didn't do the things they were supposed to do at an early age. We want to make sure we remove all of those barriers and make sure that our kids have everything that they need to accomplish what God created them to do so that they can change the world. We we create disruptive children that we're able to launch into the world to do amazing things. And we have stories of our kids over the 23 years have become lawyers and great parents and teachers and police officers. And they're, they're living, they're living what they're supposed to have done uh, when they were created. And that's what it's all about, making sure our kids are accomplishing all the things that they need to accomplish in life. Man, I love that. And we always tell Twan when he comes on, like, we understand the, the 2020 and now 2021, huge challenge financially for a lot of nonprofit institutions because you haven't been able to do the kind of fundraising that you would do when people were able to gather in person. And that seems to be changing a little bit. And obviously you're able to do a golf tournament coming up this Saturday. But you've, uh, I, you've had, I guess, a much more difficult time fundraising over the last year than uh, years past. 
Yeah, we've been treading water. Uh, last year, uh, we did not do a golf tournament. Our golf tournament and our fundraisers are, it's, you know, 40% of our budget. So when we don't raise money as an organization, you know, there was a, there was a moment where we weren't sure if we we're going to be open. But by the grace of God, uh, we were able to consolidate and and people helped us. And we're still here today. We still have our 10 centers. We're still serving our kids. Um, some uh, online and some in person and we're surviving but we're educating and teaching children at the end of the day it's not about Tuan Russell it's not about you know anybody else it's about these young people because what if and I and I tell our kids this all the time when I you know sometimes we have challenges and the kid gets frustrated and I say you know what what if like when I'm an older person and you know I have to go to the hospital and you have the cure that I need or what if you have the technology that cures pollution and if you quit on yourself that doesn't just affect you it affects everybody. When someone doesn't meet their full potential, it doesn't just affect the person. It affects their family, it affects their community, it affects the world. And I feel that education is that one thing that once it's ignited in someone's life, once you, you know, you put a match to it, it begins to explode in their life. And I've seen it change and transform kids' lives because it, it changed my life. It took me, you know, it helped me get out of Florida Lakes. It allowed me to accomplish a lot of goals I've accomplished in life, playing the National Football League, work for the Miami Dolphins, coach high school football. And none of that happens unless I have people in my life guiding me and pointing me in and directing me uh, to be a better person through education. Yeah, this dude, Twan Russell, gives it back to the community, and he's been doing it for years, ever since his playing days. And again, the uh, golf tournament is Saturday, and you can get all the details, and you can uh, register to play if you want. You can buy a foursome, russelleducationfoundation.com. You hear Twan speaking about the... Uh, the good work that the Russell Education Foundation does, and you want to give a little monetary donation, you go to russeleducationfoundation.com, click on the orange Donate tab, and, uh, and you will see right there that you can, uh, you can make a difference in some kids' lives. And then again, if you want to bid online for their online auction, which is already up to over $6,000, he said, ref.betterworld.org ref.betterworld.org. You got a lot of stuff coming up this weekend, so I'm not going to waste a lot of your time, but I do have to ask you a couple of questions that have been uh, asked on this show the last couple of days. So you ready? Yep. Have you ever had the pecan roll, the pecan log at Stuckey's? Nope. No? Have you ever gone on a road no. trip and seen all the billboards for Stuckey's and stopped into a Stuckey's? Never heard of Stuckey's. <laughs> what? How is this never heard possible of, that there's so many I, people I, that have never heard of Stuckies? Where, where, where are Stuckies at? What state? Every, they're everywhere. They, I mean, literally, if you drive north on 95, there's just Stuckies <laughs> after Stuckies. And it, it's like a truck stop almost. Never been there. Never heard of it. Never, never, never heard. If someone said, hey, you want to go to Stuckies, I would tell them. Well, no one would ever say, do you want to go to Stuckies? You just run past <laughs> Stuckies. It's like no one says, do you want to go to Yeehaw Junction? You just happen to be driving by Yeehaw Junction. What about uh, the, the video game Pitfall for Atari 2600? You remember Absolutely. Pitfall? 100%. 100%. Okay. All right. Now, today, on this day in 1982, Pitfall was released. And I was trying to tell Solana, who's a youngster, just how revolutionary Pitfall is. was. They don't even know what Atari he was, he, right? He doesn't realize but, that Atari was the genesis of all the video games that he's playing right now. The Fortnite. Pitfall, it was the genesis of Fortnite. 
put Pitfall was revolutionary, right? I mean, you can still you can still see it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you would catch the rope and go over yes. the quicksand, and yes. yeah, I mean, it was it was one of the great it was one of the greatest video games in, during my time. You know, you get that on Christmas, you felt valued. <laughs> oh my God! If you got Pitfall on Christmas. I mean that your parents loved you. Yeah, it was Pitfall Harry. <laughs> you you understand now, Solana, just how important this game was to us? Yeah, I I, I don't know, Tuan. I've seen some videos of this game, and I I mean it was it was a string and some some staticky green stuff. So, so, uh, that's about it. Solana, that's all I calm saw. Calm down, brother. Calm down. Just because you're a 2000 baby, you don't understand how technology started. That's going to about do it for me. I am Dan Day, going to get my life back together. Hopefully, main thing is my car. Come on. I think it's fixed. I think it's fixed. I think it's fixed. I'll be back no matter what, though, because I'm dedicated to spending time with you tomorrow right here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.